Here we come, walking down the street. We get the funniest looks from everyone we meet. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys, and people say we monkey around. But we're too busy singing to put anybody down. We go where we want to, do what we like to do. We don't have time to get restless. There's always something new. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys. And people say we monkey around. But we're too busy singing to put anybody down. We're just trying to be friendly. Come and watch us sing and play. We're the young generation. And we've got something to say. What's up, Internet? It's Export Audio episode 119? Yeah, 119. I checked right before we started. Did you? Yeah, I did. On I... accident, but I did check. We are 119, apparently. I was guessing. What's it like to be 119 years old? <laughs> I remember when JRPGs had rows. <laughs> Phoenix down. <laughs> Phoenix down? What's Turn that? Turn-based battles. <laughs> you go, then they go. It wasn't any of this uh, real-time action combat. It wasn't like that. This is a terrible way to start a podcast. <laughs> 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 Old voice, because we watched an old movie. <laughs> yeah, I've just finished writing my, my my book, Planet of the Monkeys. I I, I think <laughs> the, not, the title needs a little bit more well, words. Well, I don't know where my accent's from. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from everywhere. <laughs> Um, sorry, we're just getting adjusted. Um, did did we say our names? I buried all the pages in one piece. <laughs> Shut I'm, the fuck up. I'm Nora. Well, this one's mute. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't, you didn't say, like, you, you said, didn't throw did we me. say our names? I said, I'm, I'm Nora. <laughs> You're who? I'm Nora. <laughs> What's your name? I'm Autumn. Oh, wow. Who you just didn't thought? throw to me. I, how am I supposed to know when I'm supposed to talk if you don't throw to me? I'm not going to throw to you every time we trade off. That's not how podcasts No, no, it. no. I'm just Back saying... to you, Autumn. <laughs> I'm just saying you have to throw to me in the intro when you say our names. I only said my name. Well, you have to say, <laughs> I'm Nora, and I'm joined by, and then I'm like, Autumn. But you can't do that when there's four of us. Either. I don't know. Anyway, there's too many rules. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, we had jacknuts this morning. We did have jacknuts. Yeah. <laughs> I've got some jacknuts right here. So do you know, did he give me that don't... That, I don't know. Okay. Do I look like Aragon reaching into the minds of others? No, I don't know. Is that know. what Aragon does? Yeah. Everyone in Aragon has can have telepathy. Okay. So if they train, okay. Um, 
Even people who don't have magic power? They can at least have reactive, like, defensive telepathy. Oh, okay. Or, uh, 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 what's it called in Harry Potter? Occlumency? Occlumency. Yeah. They can do that for sure. Yeah, we had jacknuts this morning. That's where we go to the jack-in-the-box that has a donut shop across the road from it. We get both. Yep. We went kind of late today, so the, the pickings of donuts was not great. They walked in and the guy said, this is what's left, but it's all good. <laughs> and then he gave us some extra donuts, and I only had one of the extra donuts. I, I ordered two vanilla cake donuts, and I only had one of the extra donuts he gave us, which was yeah. a red velvet cake donut. Well, we've got one of mine left and both of yours left. Yeah. We also have Jack in the Box. This podcast is sponsored by Jack in the Box. Jack on. <laughs> uh, and then we meandered around the house for like six hours i i did a stream i don't know oh i know i was in the room yeah i know you were i could hear it <laughs> you get loud i don't mean to get loud when you're hanging out with a friend you always yell i don't mean to i know you just do uh you, you don't even me. notice no i don't if i noticed i would not do it <laughs> i would simply not talk as loudly as i do if i was aware that i was talking so loudly um, I think it's partially like a work thing. I think because I have to shout so much at work, I just have lost my ability to modulate volume. Mm-hmm. I have a solution for that. What's that? <laughs> she was choking me. <laughs> I put my hand on your mouth. I was suffocating. I was going to die. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm sure. You you put your thumb on my nose too. I it put was my very dirty terrible. paws on you. <laughs> did you like your what donuts did you get this morning? I just got two strawberry ones because that's all there was. Strawberry cake ones, so no icing. Yeah. Which I, is a bummer. I, I, I just rather... want a normal chocolate donut. That's all I want, and I don't want icing on the underside. Do you want like that's... a chocolate cake donut? No, I want a normal chocolate donut, like a donut with chocolate glazing. Yeah. But not with sugar on the underside where your hands get sticky holding it. I mean, you can take... Because I got that Kit Kat donut. You can just take the Kit Kat off there because I'm probably not going to eat that. That's a cake donut. I like cake donuts. But my ideal is just the normal ass. I'm just going to Google chocolate donut. I feel like you're going to get a chocolate cake donut. See? No, not necessarily. Look at this. Normal chocolate donut with no glaze on the underside. Mm-hmm. It's just bread with What's the chocolate on it. What's the difference between a donut and a cake donut? I don't know this. Uh, donut versus cake donut. Maybe there will be a picture. Conut. You can just you here. see the difference. So, this is the difference. Okay. Whether it's fluffy and light... Or if it's thick and like a cake. I, I, okay. See, this is a cake donut. It's got the thick inside. I guess what I was actually asking, because I know this part. I, I do know this. Um, it's why I usually get cake donuts. I guess the thing um, that I'm actually asking here is like, is there a name for regular donuts? No. You just have to see, like this one. See, here it is in 420p. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you just have to hope that this is a place that does it this way. I don't know... Like, chocolate iced donut or chocolate glazed donut are, to me, interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the distinction. If uh, I type chocolate 
glazed donut. Maybe that means that it's got the sugar on all sides. But no, see, here's yeah. This just that's what you want, right? That's what I want. That's just yeah. bread. That's just normal donut bread. Uh-huh. But it's not thick like a cake donut. It's just light, and fluffy, and barely there. And then chocolate on top. That's the ideal chocolate donut. I'll eat a cake donut, no problem. Probably not. A ch- I don't have. I've never had a chocolate cake donut. They're probably fine. I wonder if I could make da- donuts here. You have to fry them. Do you have to fry them? That's what I've always understood. I don't, I don't know anything about donut making, so I believe you. I know I know nothing about how to make a donut. If you type in donut re looking for recipe, the second result is donut red versus blue, because I just remembered that there's a character named Donut in Red versus Blue. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, no, I think so. You're looking at images for donut recipe. I think yeah. maybe you might have better results under the all tab. Sorry, I didn't mean to be so mean. You're being really mean. Um, go so, to the, go to the New York Times recipe. I like the New York Times cooking section well enough. It's bougie, but you know, homemade donuts are a bit of a project, but they're less work than you might think, and the result is a truly great hot, crisp donut. Once you've mastered this basic recipe for a fluffy yeasted donut, you can do pretty much anything you like in terms of glazes, toppings, and fillings. Um. Here, you scroll down to the comment. Um, I was scrolling down. I was looking for the start of the recipe, which I assumed was like, you know, a personal anecdote about like... Oh, yeah, yeah. You were looking for the 9-11 part. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You were looking for the part about how... It was going to start with the story about Benghazi and then it... Yeah, yeah. I was was eating a donut the day that Trump got elected and... I haven't touched them since and it's so good to be back at brunch. (laughs) Um, Heat the milk until it is warm. Uh, I I assume this part's just baking stuff that I don't care about. Um, I guess these towel aren't rice. No, put it oil in a heavy bottom pot or Dutch oven over medium heat. Okay, three seventy-five. We should get a Dutch oven. According to my mom, we own a Dutch oven. I don't agree with her assessment, but you know. You know the big pot that we make the soup in? My mom says that's a Dutch oven. I don't agree. No. Okay, if I was... If we had money, like if we had money, money, mm-hmm. um, this, Lake Creuset, everything in our kitchen would be Lake Creuset. It would all be the same color. I don't even know about all of that. I'm, I, when I think of a Dutch oven, I think of going on Boy Scout campouts. You're thinking about these bad boys. Kinda, but ours were like bigger and thicker like were they cast iron maybe like 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 sort of this yeah that's cast iron i think yeah see this is dutch oven cooking at scoutingmagazine.com yeah there you go scouting this is a classic this is a great way to cook things honestly i never liked anything cooked in it well you know because they always were like ah here's just beef yeah, well, you probably weren't hanging out with good cooks. No, I was hanging out with dads. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? Is This is just scouting magazine. Doc, this is scouting, but is it... What are you scouting for is in it the Boy, Boy Scouts? Scouts? Uh, masculinity? Hegemony? I don't know. <laughs> what is scouting magazine? I need to know if it's affiliated with 
either Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts. I saw, I saw Boy Scouts, Scouts and Girl Scouts, very different organizations. Are they really? Yes. I assumed they were not. I assumed they were the same organization. Uh, maybe it's just the troop that I was in, but uh, Girl Scouts have much more liberal viewpoints than any of the Boy Scouts stuff that I ever heard of. I was in Boy Scouts for approximately three weeks before I cried so much that Mom stopped making me go. That didn't get me out of it. <laughs> I tried to cry a lot to get out of going to soccer and to basketball, and she kept making me go to soccer and basketball, but I cried enough to get out of Boy Scouts, so that was real. Okay, this is a a blog for BSA's adult leaders, BSA, Boy Scouts of America. Right. So this may or... Yes, okay, copyright, Boy Scouts of America. Does that... Did they get rid of Boy's Life? That was like the Boys Boy- Life has to still exist, right? Boys Life magazine, scoutlife.org. Is the did they there's a Pinewood fucking derby car. Yeah. I I won one of those ones. Did you really? Yeah. I got first place. Got a big trophy. Nice. Took it nice, to school nice, to show it off. Nice. Um I guess they've called it Scout Life now? Huh. Scout Life. No. That's bizarre yeah Um, i guess scout me in from the publisher of boys life since 19 you know what i need to do i need to go to the boys life wikipedia page yeah let me hit it with that rebranding when did they rebrand this because the the boy scouts i knew would never have gone for that Scout Life, formerly Boys Life, is the monthly magazine of the bsa its target readers are boys and girls between ages of 6 and 18 the magazine's headquarters are in Irving, Texas. Is that near where? Is that near Dallas? Irving's pretty close. Okay. Like you know, um, it's in Dallas County. Okay. Um, blah 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 blah. The first edition. They, they, there's two demographic editions: one for Cub Scouting, um, and one for Boy Scouts. Boy Scouts. Um, do you have to pay to be in Boy Scouts? That's a great question for a parent. Yeah. <laughs> um, it doesn't have any information in here about the rebrand. I just want to see... Um, oh, I remember Pedro. <laughs> Pedro, the fictional borough created as a mascot for the magazine. Writers contributing over the years include Isaac Asimov, <laughs> Ray Bradbury, Arthur C. Clarke, uh, Alex Haley. Alex Haley? Heinlein? Robert A. Heinlein? Oh, word? Yeah. <laughs> Weird. I used Alex to have Haley a, I used for to have Boys a, Life? I used to have a trunk of these for like four or five years worth of these magazines. Um, It doesn't have any information about the Wikipedia, on Wikipedia about when they rebranded to Scout Life. The title change to Scout Life took effect in January 2021. What? We are in on the ground floor on the... Holy shit. Okay. Breaking news. The the liberals have gotten to the Boy Scouts and they are... It was always a refrain I heard was that the Girl Scouts were too accepting and, like, liberal and, oh, you know, you don't even have to be a a girl to be a, a leader in Girl Scouts. Okay. <laughs> like, the adults don't have to all just be women. Yeah. Who cares? But I don't think I ever saw a woman, like, in a leadership position in Boy Scouts, in, in my area. Yeah. 
Um, God. What a weird trip down memory lane. This is not what it looked like when I was had. You didn't see these 1913 <laughs> Norman Rockwell covers? No, no. Uh, let me just Google Boy's Life December 2020. Did they even put anything out in 2020? Okay. So, here's one that says Boy's Life, and underneath it it says Great for Girls and Boys. Is this the December... December 2020. Look at that dog. Look at that dog. That's a great dog. It's a shame. Oh, that dog's got heterochromia. Yeah, the dog's got That hair. dog is Yusana Sard. <laughs> this is wild. This is so different just from what I'm remembering. Let me type Boy's Life... We'll keep December. Let's say December 2009. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That's that's a little bit closer. This is what I remember. This, yeah, sure. uh-huh. Happy birthday, USA. BSA. Oh, BSA. 1910 to 2000. But like, yeah. <laughs> this one says, get fit, not fat. Uh, go fly a kite. Treasure hunt. Killer drugs. Click on the killer drugs one. It's just going to be a little thumbnail. Yeah. Oh, can we read it on this fucking old-ass website? Uh, I don't know if they're going to let us. Media.boyslife.org slash archive. What year was that? Did you see? I did not see, but... Just click on an issue that catches your inch. Oh, wait, 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 wait. To the right, to the right. I thought I saw Magic Johnson. What was that back this way? Um, There he is. Why is Magic Johnson on the cover of Boy's Life? February 1991. Five years pre-autumn. You know what? I bet this website doesn't work because they killed Flash. Oh, dude. That's... <laughs> Wow. I bet this website doesn't work because Flash is dead. You can scroll through all of the covers and tiny little pictures of the covers. These are real small thumbnails. Real tiny. This is like Wikipedia wishes they could be this big. Yeah. But, you know, like... I would have gotten in in the 2000s. Uh-huh. Oh, the first Boy's Life 2000. Look at that. That looks like Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> I know it's not, but... I'm we're just, doing a lot of visual content yeah, it's fine. In this nobody podcast. gives a shit about boys nobody life ca- nobody cares about this what i'm saying is nobody cares if we just talk about bullshit on this podcast this, oh this only goes to 2012 this uh yeah. makes sense i guess boys life wayback machine media.boyslife.org slash archive media.boyslife.org go look at that february 1991 issue of boys life it's got magic johnson on the cover Boy's life. I gotta stop doing that. Uh, let's see. We've got the wonderful world of Magic Johnson plus Antarctica, Russia's young pioneers, future world medicine. I gotta. I gotta Google something real quick. I gotta find out when Magic announced that he had AIDS and retired. Um. I don't. I I don't know. We can time. buy this on eBay for seventeen dollars. 
Books.google.com, you know Boys what? Life. If I was going to buy an old-ass magazine with Magic Johnson on the cover, I feel like I have a lot of better choice. Johnson retired abruptly in 1991. This was literally the year um, that he announced that he had AIDS to the general public. Does it say what time of year? Uh, that's just in the header. I'm looking for professional playing career. Five-time NBA champion, even though he only played 11 years. Fucking king. February 1991, $1.75. Um, this, this, this issue has writing from Asimov in it. After a physical before the 1991-1992 NBA season, Johnson discovered that he had tested positive for HIV. Um, so the season begins in October, so um, in a preferent... In a press conference held on November 7th, 1991, Johnson made a public announcement that he would retire immediately. He stated that his wife, Cookie, and their unborn child uh, did not have HIV, that he would dedicate his life to battle this deadly disease. Um, uh, don't need to get into, like... Um, I always skip to the back of these because they have jokes at the back. I used to, for a brief time, get um, a guitar magazine in the mail. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be like, you know, just like, hey, check out this sick new amp you can buy for like $1,500 or whatever. You know, I just subscribed mm-hmm. to this guitar magazine. And I would flip to the back because on the last couple pages, they would have ads with nude girls playing guitar. And that's what I was there for. Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) Let's look at these reader mails coming in at uh, Pedro the Mailboro, who, you know, he answers all the mail. Mm Mm-hmm. Just... Hit me with that drugs a deadly game there. The next page, next page. Drugs a deadly game, body chart poster. This informative 30, 22, 23 by 32 full-color poster is available in English or Spanish. The backside gives information on how to fight drugs. Have you thought about just saying no? Back issues. Limited number available. 175 each postpaid. Order now. 88. Second half of the year. You can't get it. Can't get that one. Weird. Why? Because... Mm-hmm. Ronald Reagan was losing the... 86, 87. There's also some missing months. I don't know what's up with that. You got some history about who is this? About... Uh, A name, a name, a name. We love a name. Sojourner Truth. Huh. Followed by a Nissan ad. Yeah. Nissan Supercars Electro Brain. Well, this is this is for Bicycle. this is for a video game, not just for. See. Oh, Nintendo for the okay. Nintendo. Yeah. I see. I see. This is terrible podcast Ooh, content. We have a page on the freedom of religion. Oh God. 
This year is the 200th anniversary of the Bill of Rights, the first ten amendments to the U.S. Constitution. The Bill of Rights is the cornerstone of our liberty. Each month, Boys Life will examine how one section of it protects your rights. Oh, yeah. Mm. Ah, right. The propaganda is here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is just propaganda. We got to talk about something other than Boys Life. This Why? is boring. This, this is, is great. <laughs> I'm bored of this now. Okay. I'm sorry. I love you very much. Can I kiss you? No. Okay. Um. Congriffs. <laughs> Congriffs. Congriffs. Oh, look at these dorks. <laughs> this looks like propaganda from a different country, a few decades oh, prior. Oh, you mean the, the kids in uniforms with the white marble behind them and... Yeah, the 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 blonde hair, blue eyed boys standing in front of the marble. I guess they don't all have blue eyes. They're all they are all white boys though. Of course. Um. Anyway, it's wild to it, this art is wild because it is a marble wall with like columns on either side, in which has been carved. The third article, which is about freedom of religion, but it's like article the third dot 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 because like you cut a bunch of stuff out as if it's like a printout, but they like just right carved it in this whatever whatever oh 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 trading oh. cards we get some basketball cards here let me look at these Kevin McHale John Stockton um, Charles Barkley Clyde Drexler. Tom Chambers. I know four of those players. I don't know who the fuck Tom Chambers is. Well, do you... Uh, Kevin McHale was named NBA's best sixth man in which two seasons? I have no idea. John Stockton has appeared in how many All-Star games? I would... If he had a 19-year career, I would assume that he showed up in, like, 17 All-Star games. Charles Barkley led the NBA in rebounding in what year? Uh, I think 1993 was the MVP season, so guess that. Clyde Drexler, where did he play college ball? I sh I actually should know this. It might be UCLA, but I don't actually... I should know that. I did know that at one time. Do you know Tom Chambers' middle I name? I don't know his first name. <laughs> it's Tom. David Robinson, what's his uniform number? Ooh, David Robinson's uniform number, I'm going with 30. This is a very easy to Google one. Easy one to fill out. Uh, 50, it looks like. Uh, the Admiral... Is his name? Wait, also five. Yeah, it's fifty. 50. Five, five is his USA basketball number. It looks like, but okay. that's a different thing. Anyway, enough about that. I'm I'm enamored with this old ass magazine. I this is before I was born. This is yeah. two years before Nora. I had one of these compasses. I also had one of these compasses. Fuck Planet of the Apes. Let's talk about boys' life. No! I don't want to stop talking about boys' We're life. Stopping. Isaac Asimov's Future World Medicine. Computers will diagnose illness. Buddy, unfortunately they do. Everyone agrees that it is safer, easier, and cheaper to prevent disease than try to cure it. Do they? I'm in 2021, Isaac.
The first great victory in medicine came in 1798 when vaccination was worked out so that smallpox could be prevented. Is that the first great victory in medicine? In human history? I mean, there's probably other things before that. Uh, in the 1860s, the germ theory of disease was advanced and doctors began to devise ways of preventing germs from invading the body. Um... Look, Isaac's not Isaac Asimov is not a scientist. <laughs> what is he? You not know who Isaac is? I know. Okay. I, I just couldn't think of a good retort. Uh, I'm googling germ theory of disease because I suspect. Um, yeah, it sounds like 1860s is when Europe figured out the germ theory of disease, <laughs> not when the rest of the world. Basic forms of what? germ theory were proposed in the late Middle Ages. By physicians including Ib Sina, Ib Katma, and Ib Al Katib in the 14th century. Hmm. Well, there you go. Um, how it sounds like a couple European dudes tried to suggest it in the 1700s, but miasma theory remained dominant among us doctors and scientists. So. It does. It's kind of sounds like Europeans just <laughs> were bought in on some bullshit for a couple hundred years longer than the rest of the world. I'm gonna leave us with this picture of a of a guy in like a laser bottle held up by a little doctor. He's zapping all the germs. Oh, I love to get the germs zapped. Um, how did you like your stream? Um, uh, the stream was good. I really like Curly. I like hanging out with Curly. Um, 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 I think we've got a good format. And the only the only criticism I have of the format is that sometimes we don't get to talk as long about certain subjects as I would like. But that is that is the format, you know, like that is the, the conceit of the show. Mm -hmm. um, and so I haven't watched. So I have no idea what your gimmick is. Oh, okay. Uh, so the gimmick is that Curly and I are playing Spelunky 2, and we do a run, and before the run, Curly spins the conversation wheel, and it lands on coffee, or it lands on um, Star Wars, is like two subjects landed on today. And we talk about that subject for the duration of the run. So if we die early, we have to stop talking about it real early. But the longer we go, the longer we have to just vamp about this one subject. Uh-huh. Um, you could talk about Star Wars for hours. Yeah, I mean, I mostly... I, I have. I kind of ran out of steam on the Star Wars subject today. The, today's stream was ever so slightly frustrating because um, there was like one or two runs that I was like, oh, I don't have as much to say about this as I thought. Um, maybe because I was trying to game and also talk, mm -hmm. um, cause I feel like I repeated myself sometimes cause I kept getting distracted by the game. Um, but then like the very first run we did, because you're just trying to get your sea legs under you, you're trying to get in your rhythm. We died in like the second area and we were talking about coffee and like Curly was basically, was like, I like iced vanilla lattes. I was like, oh yeah, when did you start drinking iced vanilla lattes? And then we were dead. <laughs> <laughs> Um, focusing on the game um so yeah it's a really it's called the cozy cave it's over on curly's uh youtube and twitch um 
I'll probably link to that in the description if I remember. I want to do more streams, but I never remember or have the energy to do them. I I felt kind of weird this week. I've been I haven't made as much content this week as I normally do, and I I'm just having, I'm struggling to find the motivation to make content. Not the time necessarily, just the motivation. You know, I've I've struggled this week to find the motivation to do anything really, and mm -hmm. not in a like depressed way, but just in a kind of like. Oh, well, I have to be at work in, like, two hours. Do I want to, like, work on this? No, I'm just going to, like, play Slay the Spire. Like, I just, like, you know, kind of mm. just in a funk. Not so much a like, super depressed, but a mild depression this week. But but then we watched the feel-good movie of the decade. Feel-good movie of the decade. Planet of the Apes. 2001. No, just kidding. We watched the good one. If I say Planet of the Ape, it becomes really funny because then it's just one ape. <laughs> Planet Kong. Um. 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 I'm sorry. I was looking at. So the I have questions. never seen this. You had seen it, and you said you liked it. I had seen this a handful of years ago. Um. When did Rise of the Planet of the Apes come out? Rise of Skywalker was 2019. Rise of the Planet of the Apes was 2011. I probably saw the first Planet of the Apes movie in 2011, so probably 10 years ago now, uh, which is a wild thing to think about. But it's probably when I saw it. Maybe when the second movie came out, which I believe was 2014, I want to say. The second new movie, I mean. I think I will read the book. Really? Maybe. I'm looking at the list of movies here. Mm -hmm. You got Planet of the Apes. Yes. 68. Beneath the Planet of the Apes. 70. Escape from the Planet of the Apes. 71. Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. 72. Battle for the Planet of the Apes. 73. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of movies. None of them have the same director as the first one. And they, they got progressively cheaper. Uh, then the remake, I guess. Planet of the Apes 2001. Tim Burton... Oh, I haven't seen this at all. This is you, goofy. You're not familiar with this? Mark Wahlberg's in it, though. There is a 2001 remake of Planet of the Apes, which is atrocious. I'm looking at images. But, um... Oh, look at this prequels. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's oh. literally, like, the same... Like, it's the same time, you know? Oh, that looks bad. It looks real bad. Oh, it's not good. So oh, I've seen... Uh... <laughs> oh, there's some... Mm. No, no, that's... So I have seen this movie. I've seen Rise of the Planet. I I've seen the original. I've seen the 2001 remake. I've seen Rise of the Planet of the Apes 2011. And I've seen Dawn of the Planet of the Apes 2014. I really like, I really, really love Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I would need to see it again. It's been a while, but mm -hmm. I remember really loving that movie. Haven't seen War for the Planet of the Apes, the follow-up. Um, Is that the last one, do you think? Uh, the first know. one went five movies. This one is a trilogy. Like, It's probably the last one. I, I I don't know how successful Who this, this is as a franchise. Twenty uh, uh, 20th oh, Disney. Yeah, Disney owns this. Obviously. Great. Yeah. Great. Cool. 
Um, I am curious about this novel, but um, yeah. What did you think of it? Uh, I liked it. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. It didn't necessarily like blow my socks off. Part of that is me getting stuck in in this brain mode of well, if I were there, <laughs> I would simply communicate more effectively to my monkey overlords. Mm-hmm. It also, you said that this isn't necessarily the intent, or that it read differently in 1968, but it feels really masturbatory about rationality over faith. I think I think I think that is an element. Of, like, of what the movie is doing. Of, like, no, we have to set, like, petty religions aside and, like, trust science, you know? I think that is an element of it. But I think that comes off really differently when new atheism hasn't rolled around yet. (laughs) Like, it is revealed in the end that it is just another system controlling the narrative of history. Mm -hmm. And it is another system that, like, has a grip on culture but also the parts of that plot point that are used when charlton heston is there it just feels like he's so in this moment he is euphoric not because Uh of the blessing of any false god but because he's enlightened by his own intelligence yeah uh charlton heston is i think purposefully like one of just the most reprehensible people um (laughs) ever Put in a movie. I've seen the Ten Commandments, uh-huh. and he didn't do that with his mouth in that one. <laughs> like he had a beard in that one more so than this one. But like I don't remember him doing all that with his teeth. He's I... like showing his teeth a lot in this movie. Mm-hmm. I think um, that Charlton Heston in this movie is like a really reprehensible character. Uh, yeah, because I think he's supposed to embody a sort of like, you know. 60s u.s like nihilism about like like five years prior to this movie like from the perspective of most americans you know we were like hours away from all being dead you know like the cuban missile crisis like like weighs heavily on this movie in a way Mm. um and you see in one of those first scenes like Landon is, like, planting his little American flag on this new planet they've come to, and and Charlton Heston laughs, and it's, like, you know, supposed to be, like, you know, 2,000 years, America's gone, and he's right, but, like, there's a sort of, like, nihilism um, that he is supposed to embody that I think very purposefully just makes him dreadful. I think it's also fake. Mm -hmm. Because he's like, oh, none of it matters, it's all bullshit and then like at the end he is actually affected after feeling projecting yes false like detachment he is sure. actually he does actually and like when the rest of the crew was asleep in the beginning he's like oh i'm ponderous about whether man will always be violent i was laughing and then he's surprised to find out yeah <laughs> like <laughs> were you the cynic who believed that or not like which is the real uh-huh. Ideology here. I I think he didn't want to believe it. I think that's the thing, mm-hmm. is that I think he believed it, but he didn't want to. Yeah. Uh and that's what he says, is like he's like, 
he's a seeker too. He's just trying to find something better than man. I was laughing in that first scene because he's like, he's like, um, what's he say? He says, I wonder in 2000 years, 700, 700 years, has man learned to, um, like stop letting his neighbor's children starve. And then he lights a cigar. Stop making it. Stop making his yeah. neighbor's children starve. And he lights a cigar. And I don't think this is the intent of the movie. I think it's probably just that, like, smoking looks cool. But it's so funny because, like, he's saying that, but, like, not to be, you can't be like that and then still participate in capitalism, but, like, he's saying that, but, like, who made this cigar? <laughs> Impoverished farmers. <laughs> you know, like. Who made this spaceship? Who slave made, labor. It's a prison, slave, probably. Yes, like... I mean, I don't know. It's a super special, high-tech spaceship. Maybe they get government people to do it. But, I, like... I don't think this is what the movie is doing, but it is still the read I have on it, that, like, he is this, like, cynical white man because it is very, like, easy as a white person to be cynical about, like, ah, they're gonna blow up the world. But, like... He doesn't actually have any skin in the game because he's not, like, the neighbor whose children are starving. He's not the one who gets taxidermied. Yeah. He, like, like black bodies are literally put on display in this movie. And, like, I don't know how much of this movie is intentional about racial imagery, but certainly some of it is. Like, that character doesn't even get lines about his own character. Yeah, someone else explains to you what the black character thinks and feels. And like the black character gets like four lines, and none of them are of that much interest. It's all like, I, "Hey, you're gonna want to look at this," you know. I can't even remember his name now because Dodge, Dodge, because after it took me a minute. after he uh, like once the plot starts, it's mm-hmm. gone. Like, yeah, Dodge gone. Well, even yeah. Landon is like is mentioned like one time, gone. Yeah, it's the Heston show. The the um. Everything leading up to them getting captured is, like, a profoundly boring experience that I don't think needs to be in the movie. It's kind of boring, but more specifically, that's when a lot of the really heavy-handed, like, ideology comes out from... From Heston. From Heston's character. And it's just like, man, we crash-landed on what we think is an alien planet. Can you just get off my dick? (laughs) Can you shove your weird overblown cynicism for like two seconds while we figure out survival yeah can you like stop like you know get off your fucking high horse and like stop eulogizing earth Uh uh-huh we're still here that's like there are people we exist like learn some materialism (laughs) god damn it it's so funny because like the, the 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 contradiction happening there is that he's like Oh, Lan- he smoking my cigar, Landon. You're just, you know, you were top of your class, and you took this assignment even though you knew you were doomed because you thought that like you you couldn't let your image be um, um, tarnished by this. But like, he also is on the mission. Like, he can't be high and mighty about like. <laughs> He can't be high and mighty about someone else being on the same mission that he's on. He also signed up to die. Like, they all signed up to die. <laughs> you know? I, I guess they just hoped that there would be people when they came back. Yeah. Well, they didn't intend to land on Earth, was the thing. 
I didn't get that. I didn't know what... I thought they were going home. No. The the intention is not for them to land on Earth. I They... Charlton Heston at some point says, like, we're on a small planet um, in, like, orbiting a star in the Orion constellation, is his line. And that's where they think they're going, is I think they're like, we're going to set a course for this planet way out in space, and because we think it might have an atmosphere, I think is the thing um, that's going on there. Because he, he gives that location of, like, small star orbiting the Orion mm-hmm. constellation. So they're, they believe that they have landed on a different planet. Um, um, so, so one of the things about this movie, I think is that like it, uh, it is co-written by Rod Serling who created, um, and wrote a lot of the original one of the twilight zone. And one of the things about, um, Rod Serling, I think as a writer because uh, I've watched a good amount of Twilight Zone, is I don't think he's a great character writer. I think he's a he's a really good protagonist writer. Um, and so when uh, Charlton Heston's character is like the worst in the way that he is the worst, it feels very intentional to me. Mm. You know, it feels like this is this is Serling doing Twilight Zone shit t- to me, because all of his all of his protagonists have some chip on their shoulder about something and. Uh, don't want to believe that the world is a certain way, and then it's revealed that the world is a certain way. Um, you can tell that this one is based on a book because of the meandering, like, ooh, this the story kind of just goes here, and then, oh, now we're over here, and now this is happening. But none of it has any more weight than, like, there's no, like, build-up to a sort of climax, because mm-hmm. it treats the climax the same as other scenes mm-hmm. like the it just it is presented as just another scene when they're in the cave and when they're doing the hostage thing and it's like it didn't feel necessarily like an escalation mm-hmm. even though it kind of was but this was so this is also um at a unique moment in american cinema where the studio system is collapsing and um like like Movies for decades prior in the U.S. had been made in a very sort of, like, literally, like, modeled after factories. Like, you you were a studio and you hired script writers. And this was the guy who would write you, like, a script every two or three months. And that was his job. And he got a salary to write scripts. And then there was, like, you would hire actors who worked at your studio and would only be in your studio's movies. Um, 1968, that system has totally fallen apart due to, like, regulation and, um, like, that the economy bottoming out in the film industry. Uh, all this to say that, like, the meandering pace of this movie is partially from it being based on a novel and also partially this was the style of the time. Is that in 1968, people were like, we don't have to make movies, like, in this, like, in this studio system anymore. Let's fucking make a movie where nothing happens. <laughs> you know? Who's, do we have questions about this? Um, we got, we got some questions. I wanted to ask, before we got into, like, listener questions, what did you think of the big, like, iconic trial scene? Like, what did you, because that is, like, this scene... 
besides the ending that I think people really remember from this movie. And I just wanted to know what you thought of it. I mean, it ties in a lot with what I was saying about how the movie is talking about religion. And it's Mm -hmm. like, at that point, you are still being given the version of it where this is a a real faith that people have and they are set in it Mm -hmm. rather than the version at the end of the movie where Zayas is like revealed. Yes, of course I knew about all this. I knew about man, uh, but we will not like allow that information to, you know, become known because, you know, what he says is a man is dangerous. What he means is like, Man is uh, man co- could be disruptive to our society, mm-hmm. but this this trial scene is like it's cool. I get. I mean, like everyone's doing a good job. Like every performance in this movie, I thought was really good, and the characters were fun to watch. It was just that, like, the part where you have the guy in this very religious, like, questioning. And he's trying to give all these straightforward, like, logical answers to Mm -hmm. things. It's like, it's still, like, chafes for me because Mm -hmm. of, you know, it's 2021. Yeah. Um, But, like, I don't know. There's a thread in this movie that I, I picked up early on, and I think it goes in a different direction. But maybe I could still, like, make this argument that this is something that the movie is saying is that like um like and it's weird it's hard to like like you have to remember that like as far as like europe and america is concerned science is like largely a a, an invention and a product of the 19th century of the 1800s and like a lot of people like like science is a new thing you know um as opposed to like you know philosophy and Mm -hmm. like you know sort of more like less rigorous like fields of study I, i don't have a good way of explaining it but anyway so i think that a lot of science fiction of this time is concerned with like questioning what is science you know like Mm -hmm. what's it about and i think there's an element to that of this movie and i think it's getting at i think part of this movie is getting at like some people place a lot of trust in science and that science and that that trust that they put in science uh if they're not also scientists mirrors faith and we have seen throughout history that faith can be, like, abused by the state to reinforce, like, um, you know, like, conservatism and uh, hinder, hinder, quote-unquote, progress, you know? Um, And so I think there's an element to that in the movie, and then, like, what's that? Like, are arguing that science and faith have a lot of similarities and both can be abused by the state Mm -hmm. um, to, like you know keep people uninformed ignorant but i do i do think that this movie is also like you're saying kind of like making an argument that rationality is far better than faith you know 
it can be the case that both of these concepts exist in tandem and yeah. are both used as tools by states to you know maintain their control but the tone that the movie takes with those subjects is what makes it feel like you know mm. reddit atheists about it yeah yeah for um, sure <clears throat> which is just like and a thing that they would not have been able to predict or yes or you know get around yes i um, um... The thing that's interesting to me is that we're having this conversation about the movie. I, in my memory, this is a movie that's really concerned with race, and I can kind of see this. The, uh, you go, you go. Me, me. The thing that I know is that the the '70s sequels get lean really hard into the race aspect of this, like. In ways that would genuinely shock you from the couple things that I know about these movies. Um, There's certainly parallels. Like, it is drawing on imagery of chattel slavery. Yes. And I think... Especially the chase at the beginning, I feel like. I think this is a, like, really clumsily handled thing in the new movies. And particularly in the, the 2001 remake is really a movie about race. Um, and I think that the new, the new trilogy clumsily handles race stuff, um, but yeah. Because it doesn't talk about the other type of racism mm-hmm. that it presents as part of its world. Yes, it, it or, offhandedly gestures towards this. But... Toward the fact that the different types of monkeys are different castes. Yes. And are, because they, but you know, that we've moved past that. That law is gone now. Mm-hmm. But the prejudices remain, and it doesn't really play with that or like bring that up again. It's just a little hint of it. Um. Yeah, I I think because that's a very different thing, right? Like, that's like fantasy races. Yes, that's very different from human cultures and human races. I think in my memory there is um. Something about this that is similar to the way that the 60s X-Men is, Mm. and, um, like, uh, I, my phone did something weird, and I forgot the other example I was gonna say, but, like, the way that 60s X-Men is, where it does a race metaphor, but it, it doesn't have the imagination to not only have white people in there, so it comes up with this weird abstraction where Mm. you have, like, white people and apes or white people and mutants and that's mm-hmm. it's 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 got unfortunate implications if you move if you read the movie in that way for sure um yeah um and it's like just from like as a like fantasy like tabletop background and stuff like fantasy racism mm-hmm. is a whole thing uh-huh and like it just like caught in my mind is like okay what's that What's that, what's that over there? What are you doing over there? Like, And I, I think that there is a read on this movie that maybe I get more from the from the follow-ups. I don't remember. But I think there's a read on this movie as being about, like, you know, the classic sort of Twilight Zone setup of what if the white man travels to the future and the social order is inverted? And, and like, you know, black people uh, are like, in charge of society and, like, 
white people have to be subject to chattel slavery and all these sorts of things that they subject to black people Which, to. if that's what they're going for, that's a hell of a loaded yes. thing to make your movie called The Planet of the Yes! Age. Yes! Yes! And I think this is definitely... This read that I'm talking about is definitely the thing that the new movies carry forward way more than this, like, questioning of what science is and what science can be and what science does. Um, I And I believe that the sequels to this movie carry on from that sort of read um, as being about race, because it's 1968, you know? And, yeah. like, this is, like, what's on the mind in the world. <laughs> it's interesting. I think I enjoyed the movie a lot. Um, just... It's just a good movie, so yeah. it's. I didn't. I, I gave it a four star on Letterboxd. You know. Yeah, it's I think just it's just a good a, movie. I think it's an entertaining movie. Yeah. Um, I know that M says all the sequels are better. Like I think M says they just progressively get better. I'm interested in seeing more of these. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those monkey faces are weird. They're weird looking. They kiss. Have you, have you seen the how the new movies do the monkeys? They're just monkeys. Yeah, they do really, I think, really good CG. They got Andy Serkis in to do a lot of mocap for, like, Caesar. Uh, What is it, Rise? Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, they get Andy Serkis to play Caesar. All the monkeys? Uh, No, just Caesar. Um, And Caesar is... I've seen this image. Caesar is the guy who becomes the lawgiver that they reference in this Mm. movie. Um but yeah, like, I, I, in 2011 and 2014, when I was watching these movies as they came out, I really liked the CG in these movies, is what I'll say. Yeah, yeah, there's some loaded racial imagery in here. I, I'm mm. not gonna stand up for them now, I'm gonna <laughs> say that I really liked them in 20, I liked them in 2011 and 2014, yeah. and I, there's a... Like, there's, like, just a mechanical, like, script writing thing in the 2014 movie that I really like, where it is, like, ostensibly a big blockbuster action movie where you really don't want the apes and the uh, humans to go to war because you know it's going to be devastating Mm -hmm. for both of them. Um, Like, so there's, like, a mechanical thing of, like, oh, it's an action movie where I don't want any action to happen that I really liked, but I I can't justify any of any of what you're seeing right now (laughs) (laughs) that is certainly loaded uh yeah we'll check back in on this if we watch another one yeah uh you want to pull up those yeah let me get there so is there anyone andy circus can't play me that's not true um um rex and Yuko from Nichijo are having a very long conversation in the replies to this tweet that I'm not going to read all of. Here's Andy Serkis as a cat. Um, <laughs> how, how big is the cat? Very small. Very small. Okay, good. Uh, but Regs asks, did you see this poster I tweeted? Wait, Andy Serkis was in The Lion King? Hold yes. On. So literally, he played a cat. He played a large cat, yes. Uh, looks like it might have been a small cat. Small cat? Andy Serkis, Disney Wiki. Let's go. He played Supreme Leader Snoke, which I didn't realize. I did not know that. Uh, this doesn't say anything about... I mean, he, I guess he would have... Disney Wiki needs to get with the times because he did play a, a 
a character in a Disney movie. His name is Caesar from Rise of the Bullet of the no, Apes. No, that was on the page. That was okay, that page. was on there? Okay, good. Oh, well. What is the... So, you saw this poster I tweeted? Yeah. Regs asks, um, why is the woman in the poster behind bars? Are the apes abolitionists? No. I think Regs should watch the movie. I think Regs should watch the movie. I That's think... what I think about that <laughs> question. <laughs> so the thing that we've been talking about, that the movie is asking this question, like, are science and faith similar? How can the state use science? I think it's, like, literally what their, like, thesis is about that they're writing. In, in some way. Like, they're talking about science as, like, you know, tool of cultural hegemony, I believe. Mm-hmm. I don't understand a lot of the work that they do, but... Grace asks, have you seen The Simpsons playing Over the Apes musical bit? I haven't seen The Simpsons. I've seen a a decent amount of The Simpsons. I watched the very first episode with you last year, and I saw The Simpsons movie twice on a plane. uh, The same plane. Same trip? Yeah. Okay. They didn't put you on the same plane back, going back or something? It was, uh, you know, DFW to... Munich or whatever, so it was a lengthy. Long. It was a lengthy trip. Uh, so I seen the the Simpsons movie in two thousand seven. Um, uh-huh. I saw the first episode of the Simpsons. I have not seen the Simpsons before. I wasn't allowed to watch it. I I like my the parents Simpsons. put it along with Family Guy. They put those together. I've seen a fair amount of the Simpsons. I like the Simpsons <clears throat> a lot. I, uh, growing up, spent a lot of time watching Futurama. I love mm. Futurama. Uh, I have a deep affection for Futurama in my heart. That has extended into, like, there's a lot of stuff in The Simpsons that I like just as much as I like Futurama, but I, I've just seen more Futurama than I have The Simpsons, so. But they, I, I like The Simpsons a lot. If they said, if they said but, no, we weren't allowed to watch it. <laughs> I did. We got banned from SpongeBob after one episode and they said but. Are you for real? Yeah. We were not allowed to watch SpongeBob. We had to turn it to another channel if SpongeBob came on. Um... Salamancor asks, now I need, oh, because I tweeted uh, right in with all your questions about Planet of the Apes, what we ate for, for dinner or anything else. Salamancor asks, now I need to know what you had, did have for dinner, but a better question, what is your go-to quick dinner at home when you have to get food on the table in a rush? Uh, we'll answer the first question. What did you have? I don't remember. Oh, I had a burger. You had a burger. We, both, a burger. Got, we both got DoorDash today. Um... Uh, we both got DoorDash. You got a burger. I got, um, there's a Szechuan restaurant up the street called Perfect Taste. I get, maybe I shouldn't say that. Whatever. Anyway, um, sorry, I was reading this thing on the, the Andy Circus Wikipedia page that was deeply upsetting to me personally. Um, uh, so, oh, uh, 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 what the fuck was I talking about? Perfect taste. Perfect taste. It's a Szechuan restaurant. It's very good. Mm-hmm. I get the same thing every time, but it's different every time. And some days, it's not spicy. Some days, it's just the, it's pretty spicy, and it's just the right amount. And some days, today, I rolled the dice, and it was too spicy. That shit kicked my ass. <laughs> I just had a nice burger. I don't know. They, the... the, the it's the chicken with chili pepper. I I don't... I assume this dish has, like, a... Like... has some sort of other name in Chinese. It's I assume it's not just chicken with chili pepper, because that's not a very easy thing for you to Google if you don't know what I'm talking about. 
but um, it's very good. It's like a dry chicken with these um, Szechuan peppercorns that are like so fucking spicy. They're supposed to like numb your mouth, and some days, some days they're in there and it doesn't taste that spicy, and some days they're in there and it just like fucking knocks me out and it takes me like two hours to eat it because like I have to just like take a couple bites and then chill. Um, which is actually the thing that I want from that dish a lot of the time is I want it to be that spicy. Maybe a little less than it was today, but I want it to be pretty spicy. I want to edit this picture on Andy Serkis's Wikipedia page um, where it shows him uh, with his wife. I want to change the caption to Circus and Circus as his wife. <laughs> um, yeah. As for what we did for dinner, or as we, for what we usually do for dinner, we get a lot of DoorDash. Um, I cook a lot, but I don't make a lot of things that are, let's just get dinner on the table. You know? We... If we don't have energy, we just order it. We... Unfortunately. I, my energy level is just such that if I have to cook, I have to plan it in advance. Mm-hmm. I, if I, sometimes I'll make, like, some, like, carbonara, like, or some, like, cacio e pepe if I just need to get some food in front of me. But the other thing is that you and I have pretty different taste buds, and so, like, a lot of things that I just make to get food in front of us real quick like fried rice and like pasta you don't like as much as i do when i lived alone i had a very different sort of diet Um, and my quick meals were like i'm gonna take this frozen chicken breast put it in the oven for like 12 minutes put a little slice of mozzarella on it put it back in for like 90 seconds take it out put some sauce on there that's fucking chicken parmesan right there we we just had like incompatible taste in food sometimes and so like we either either i plan out a meal in advance that Mm -hmm. we both like like when i roast chicken or make the tortilla soup or we just take care of ourselves or we both order from the same place yeah but we there's not a lot of stuff that i can just be like oh we've got stuff to make Blah, blah, blah in the pantry right now. We also don't keep much stuff in the pantry. All the things that I would cook for myself that were quick would be like, I just need a pound of ground beef and then I can make a meal. Yeah. And you don't like any of that stuff. You don't like Sloppy Joe's. You don't... You like I, t- I like tacos well enough, but... I like tacos. My heart's open to Sloppy Joe's. I haven't had them in a long time. You've rejected it for every time that I've suggested I make them for you. That's fair. I probably so have So I think that. that your heart is closed to Sloppy Joe's. I'm going to accept this criticism and... <laughs> you know, move forward and uh, you can't just pretend that you're cooler in front of the podcast. Um, no. Um, what was I gonna say? We don't. We don't keep. <laughs> Why are you getting notifications for when Sean I Murray don't know. tweets? I Twitter started doing this recently, and I don't. I didn't ask for it. It's not. Just Wait, him. is Sean Murray buying GameStop stocks? Is that what oh, I'm yeah. to get from that tweet? Yeah. He tweeted, never in my three days of trading have I ever seen anything like this. Great. Anyway, um... Great. <laughs> anyway, enough uh, looking at Twitter. Enough looking at Twitter. Um, 
what was I gonna say? We don't keep as much stuff in the pantry as maybe I would like. It's, it's, this is a problem I really had growing up. Oh, I gotta see this. Oh. Oh. Friend of the show just got a new haircut. Yeah. It's nice. Um. Anyway, um. Um, 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 what the fuck was I talking about? Cooking. Cooking. It's very difficult for me to just open the fridge and just be like, you know what, I'm just going to grab like this little thing real quick. We don't, we don't do that enough. This is a problem that my parents really had where like they actively resisted keeping food in the fridge because they thought snacking was bad um, and gave me a lot of complexes about my weight. Um, and so it, it's now just something that I have trouble doing is just keeping some snacks around the house. When I think back on it, it was like, we would always have some snacks growing up, but it was like, here's a box of pop tarts. Here's a bag of chips. Here's like, you know, so it just like, sometimes my snack would be, I have a paper plate and I've put a lot of chips on it. Sometimes it's, I have a paper plate. I've put a bunch of croutons and a big puddle of ranch dressing on it and that'll be my snack i did have a snack today which was i had some pickles and then i cut up two tomatoes and put a little pepper and olive oil on them and salt and salt and pepper and olive oil on them that sounds gross and slimy it was great it's so good glad you enjoyed it um i ate nothing that's what i had mm-hmm. um <clears throat> i was gonna talk about something related to this and i cannot remember you were going to read the next tweet. Well, that, that's all the tweet questions we got. I was going to check the Discord, but I I had a thought spinning out of that, and I've totally forgotten it now. Uh, I don't know what it is. Was it about Sloppy Joes? Um, I don't know. No idea. Oh, I was going to say, because we had... So... This is something I tweeted on my locked account that I maybe just wanted to bring to the podcast. I think I don't like movies anymore. Okay. I, you and I spent a long time trying to figure out what movie to watch today, and I think I just don't enjoy movies. Like, as a just as a medium or, like, as a culture? I don't know. Both, I guess. You enjoyed this movie? I did enjoy this movie a lot. Uh, I do have a movie podcast. Um, if you need to reinvigorate your love of movies, then we need to we need to watch the classics. We gotta watch Van Helsing. We gotta watch Revenge of the Sith. We gotta watch uh, the Aragon. We have watched all three of those movies together, and I like two of those movies a great deal. We watch them a lot. <laughs> Aragon's a great movie. Uh, no, it is not. It is a terrible movie. I hate it. We that had movie. a great time. We had a great time. <laughs> we have had a great time the two occasions we've watched Aragon. We watched together. it twice? We've watched it twice. But never in person. I guess you're right about that. You were right <laughs> about one thing, Master. Um, when they make a Gideon the Ninth movie, we'll watch it together. Oh, yeah, for sure. And we'll be like, oh, wow, that sucked. Yeah. <laughs> I... 
I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm just in a bind because I just, I don't enjoy watching movies these days and I don't know how to change that. I enjoyed watching this movie for sure. And I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know. Is it that I can't find movies that I want to watch? I don't know. Is it, I think it's a bunch of different things, but it feels like, it feels like there's like an itch I'm not scratching. Do you not have the energy or willpower to commit to a 90 minute to two and a half hour block of time to do one thing that's definitely part of it um that's a lot of effort but also i read all of the way of kings this week in three days in an audiobook while doing other things yeah but like yeah that's fair um very different it's very different um it's also just that like i don't it's it's hard living with someone else and watching a movie because you either have to say, Nora, leave me alone for two hours. I'm going to go watch this. I'm going to go do something by myself. And I know myself. And I know that if I'm playing Spelunky and listening to The Way of Kings and you say like, hey, look at this funny tweet I saw, I get irrationally irritated. I know myself. That's true. <laughs> you didn't think i was gonna agree with that one did you <laughs> i do annoy you a lot it's true but i i get i get irrationally irritated when you interrupt me even though like whatever you want to talk about i i'm also gonna be like oh that tweet is funny like I like talking to you. I like. It being is cute when ABGN plays the Mario Maker yes. levels that his uh, three-year-old made. Yes, you did pull me away from something I was doing yesterday to show me this video, and I was a little resentful of like, I don't want to watch the fucking angry video game nerd <laughs> play Mario Maker. And then we watched it. And I was like, oh, that was really cute. But I had yeah. this moment of just like, oh my god, fuck off. Because it wasn't ABGN. It was James Roll. Yeah. Yeah. Which, who is a much more interesting person to watch videos by yes. than the angry video game nerd. Yes, that's true. My favorite videos of his were always the more historically based, like, yes. weird, obtuse video game lore uh-huh. shit. Like that, like that sword. I did watch that video where he's like, I have a, I have a way to make uh, Kill Bill one linear film, and I did want him to die. Oh, I remember that. I've I never did, seen Kill Bill. I, I did wish for a meteor shower to rain upon his house should i watch kill bill uh i don't know i can't I'm answer just kill bill yes i'm only kill bill so we're gonna circle back to that because i have thoughts about tarantino that i'll just share on the podcast in a minute but i got 10 thoughts about tarantino more than enough to kill <laughs> ten, anything <laughs> 10 wiggly little thoughts about quentin tarantino <laughs> i hate you Oh, uh, anyway, um, so because I live, because I live with my partner, I either have to say, I either have to say, Nora, don't speak to me for two hours. I'm going to go do something in solitude. That always works. Yeah, that always works every time. Or I have to be like, Nora, do you want to watch a movie together? And then we spend 45 minutes not agreeing on what movie to watch. And I accidentally insult you because I'm like, I don't want to fucking watch Van Helsing. Fuck you. <laughs> to be fair, that conversation 
mostly consists of me saying, how about this movie? How about this yeah, movie? Yeah, how yeah. about this movie? Yeah. And you say, no, no, fuck off. No. Yes. No. Yeah, this is what the conversation was like. <laughs> I'm not going to watch fucking Gyllenhaal movies with you. This is what the conversation was like, to be fair. I did ask if you wanted you, to watch a Gyllenhaal movie. You did accuse me of only liking boring movies. You like the boring movies where people in suits talk. I do like that. And there's not even swords. I do like when <laughs> movies don't have swords in them, that's true. I love when a movie has a sword, but I love when a movie has an unexpected sword. Even I got that. really excited uh, because the, la- the last few episodes of... Um, Repertory screenings, I felt like they've really been on a roll with Checks Notes, Clerks, Night of the Hunter, and Putney Swope. Three movies that I think you would hate. I know you don't like one of those movies. Yeah. <laughs> I know you don't And like... yet I think about Clerks more than I'd like to. <laughs> How many times a day? Uh, it's more like a couple times a week. How many times a week? Like six. How many times a month? <laughs> Like, I don't know. I'm trying to get you to say 37, you... In a row? (laughs) I love women! I was... I... I was very lucky, because I was pinched... I... So I was at work, and I was like, oh, Nora and I watched Clerks. She didn't like it very much. And luckily, I was surrounded by people who also like Clerks, which is weird. I did not expect to have anybody else who'd seen Clerks uh, among the 20-year-olds that I work with, but... um, I did I did almost start singing Berserker at work the other day and I was like I can't do that. My love for you is like a truck berserker. My coffee bean is like a truck berserker. <laughs> Pouring coffee in your cup berserker. <laughs> um so I think about it way more than I want to. And it's mostly just quotes. Mm-hmm. Not like thoughts. Mm-hmm. Just the quotes. Yeah. Which I guess is what everyone who likes Clerks also thinks about. Yes, yes. But, but you know what? As far as movies that get quoted a lot go that are like old, My Python on the Holy Grail is funnier than Clerks. Monty Python and the Holy Grail mops the floor with clerks. Are you kidding? <laughs> like, we watched that last year. We watched that on a last whim. Year. We watched it's... that because we're like, there's no way this movie is as funny as you remember it being. <laughs> it was still really it's funny. It's still really good. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it's it's not it's not a flawless movie. It's not flawless it's, comedy. It, it's not what I would call unproblematic. Right. But it's like <laughs> still really pretty fucking it's, funny it's funny when that guy's like it's just a flesh wound and he's a oh, that's not I, even i've got funny... your arm off <laughs> your your accents are terrible i'm so bad at accents the, the one that stuck with me the most huge tracks of land <laughs> i don't know why this always gets me but it's the one two five three sir three <laughs> Uh, the best part about it is that we don't know it so well that we're doing whole bits when we do a Monty Python yes, joke. Yes. Like, that's where it gets rancid. Yes. But if you just say, like, you know, <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Um, anyway. I don't care who you are, that's funny right there. <laughs> that was cursed. You can't say that. You don't know how much blue-collar comedy tour I've listened to in my life as a kid. 
My mom used to have Sirius XM radio, would just listen to the Blue Collar Comedy Channel. Just they had hours. a show. They had like a TV show. Yeah, they had a TV show. My mom watched all of it. Bill Ingwell had like a sitcom too. He did. I. Who was the guy that was like? Who was the guy that was always uncomfortably drunk? Ron, Ron White. Ron. Blue collar comedy. I want to say Ron. Maybe is the name of it. Is a name of one of them. Ron, Ron White. White. Ron White. Yeah. Um, I I thought that guy was really funny, mm-hmm. uh, because he was like the dark one of them, um, but mostly he just looked like a guy who was gonna die at forty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just checking. Yes, he is still alive. Um, Bill Ingvall, I gather, is probably still successful in a way that none of the others are. <laughs> Bill Ingvall's probably still like in movies and shit, right? Yeah. Oh, he's the in- here's your sign guy. Anyway, um, wait, 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 scroll up, scroll up, scroll up. A little more. Uh, a little more. <laughs> no, no. Them idiots world tour with Jeff Foxworthy and Larry the Cable Guy, but so not with Ron not, White. Not with Ron White. <laughs> <laughs> uh, filmography last. Uh okay, he was in seven episodes of Last Man Standing, which oh that's that's the sitcom that's yeah the, right and before that some movies he's also in Sharknado three oh Sharknado three oh hell no mm-hmm. um so you know maybe these are more TV shows than movies but yeah whatever I think Jeff Foxworthy is the most like successful of them though well and I think. The Larry the Cable Guy. Okay, yeah, no. I think Larry the Cable Guy is successful enough that he doesn't have to be in movies anymore. I think that's where he's at. Because he's uh, like, he's, he's Tomater. Yeah, I think he's got like the type of money where he just doesn't care to be in movies anymore, so he's not. Uh, I forgot all about Larry the Cable Guy. How could you forget Larry the Cable Guy? Uh diligently <laughs> he's he voices mater in every car's video game king <laughs> he definitely voted for trump right oh are you kidding all four of them did right absolutely do you have to ask <laughs> uh, we could watch blue collar comedy tour of the movie for uh $2, absolutely $3? not Oh, no. I, just no. Get, this is what I remember. This the Four of them up yeah, on Yeah, four stage, of them sitting just, on a stage. Just with chairs. It's just some good old boys. Uh, um, we used to listen to this when, uh, when we were kids because my, my dad really liked them. Mm-hmm. God. Rancid. Anyway, here's a new egg page where you can buy a DVD of Blue Collar Comedy Tour the movie and a DVD of Caddyshack as one like. Have you seen Caddyshack? Uh, I've seen of Caddyshack. I've seen my dad's watched it many times when I was in the house. I can't. I can't think of a more dad comedy than Caddyshack. This is the guy who also showed me a video. 
of people shooting small like prairie dogs and other like creatures other like pest creatures yeah. on farms with a giant gun yeah thus exploding them yeah yeah um so yeah he liked caddyshack so yeah i just i just don't think i like movies anymore <laughs> Pivoting away from blue color comedy tour. I, that's the movie you gotta watch to reinvigorate your love of cinema, right there. You know, I. You know what actually is part of it though is that, um, because I I tweeted this unlocked, and then Grace Grace was like, "Oh, we should watch this movie together sometime." And I was like, "You know what actually sounds great is because I can't tell you." I don't want to hang out. Like, I, I need you to stop speaking to me for two hours. I'm going to do something in solitude. But I can tell you, oh, hey, me and Jackson are going to hang out and watch this movie where some very dour men reflect on what it is to have power. You know? that Way of Kings movie? <laughs> I assume that's what Jackson's taste is. Jackson and I are going to hang out and watch Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Well, it's that, but they're talking very quickly, I think, is the is the catch. Yeah, that's what I think. Jackson likes the movies where they talk very quickly. I think Jackson likes you, you know basically if you could get Aaron Sorkin to write Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, I think that would be Jackson's favorite movie. What is the fuck is? Tinker. Do you not know what tink, Do you not know what this is? I know it's a movie. Okay, I'm gonna let you discover it because you're gonna say something funny in a minute. Okay. Thomas Alfredson. I wonder what his dad's name was. Is that funny? <laughs> oh, John Wick away? John Wick away? <laughs> John Wick away? John Wick away? <laughs> this is a really good movie, for the record. Uh, but yeah, I think... I think if Wait, I was... hold on. I'm looking at the cast. I see characters named Tinker, Taylor, and Soldier, but... Where's Spy? Well, that's the thing, is they don't know who the spy is. Oh my god! Who, who's that Christmas party guest? Who's that playing Christmas party guest? John Wick Hallway? John Wick Hallway? John Wick Hallway? <laughs> John Wick Hallway? <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I, think, I think... The thing, a thing that is really difficult is saying, I don't want to talk to you for two hours but i think this is very easy to be like me and a friend are gonna hang out and watch a movie um this is also how you end up making everything in your life into content because another very easy thing to use to say to you is i can't talk right now i'm watching from up on poppy hill because i have to podcast about it or i'm streaming with curly right right we just have a cursed life of content creators uh but people love it People love the content. Um, I I also just think that they don't make movies that I want to watch anymore. I don't know. They just put a Star Wars out like last year. It's a miserable. <laughs> part of part that of, movie's pretty fucking dire. Part of what uh, Curly and I talked about on the on the stream today was like, oh man, I. Rise of Skywalker made me not like Star Wars anymore. Like, that movie... Also, Rise of Skywalker might be the last movie I ever see in a movie theater in my entire life. Probably. Until 30 years from now, they put out another Star Wars movie in theaters. They'll put... They'll finally show Promare. (laughs) 
We saw Promare. I don't I like know. Promare. Everyone I know who watched Promare didn't like Promare. I have... See, the, 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 the thing is that I got back into books because it, it's easy for me to read books while doing something else because I do audiobooks. And um, because I have other friends that read and care about books and I could talk about them with. Mm-hmm. And I have other friends that watch movies, but it's just like it's just like a different part of my brain that I have to access. And I have to, you know, I've talked about this so much on the podcast about like how I used to be, I used to want to be a film critic. And like, I would just have to kind of rewire my whole brain a little bit. <laughs> To, like, mm-hmm. talk about movies in a normal way where I'm not trying to, like... What is normal? Like, my default state is criticism. I mean, more just, like... I was always trying to impress people when I used to write movie reviews and stuff. I, I wanted everybody else to think I was really smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, our our co- conversation tonight about Planet of the Apes is, like, how I want to talk about every movie. You know? I mean, that's... Yeah. Sure. Is I just want to be like, oh, I thought that was kind of interesting what did you think of it the helps soundtrack? when the movie has things to talk about yeah and it's not like i don't know i can't access a, it's really hard for me to access the part of my brain that just like i enjoyed that this is why i'm having trouble getting i, I i've had trouble continuing to watch haruhi because i really liked the first six episodes that i watched i really liked those but it's just like a good show and, and, and it's hard to, like, turn off my critic content brain to just watch a good show that has, like, I don't know. Well, I can guarantee you we're not going to do a podcast about Haruhi Suzumiya. I know, I'm not going to say that. But maybe we're going to turn around and do a podcast about Haruhi Suzumiya. I don't know. I'm not, I, I don't feel the urge to rewatch Haruhi Suzumiya. Have you seen the movie? No. The whole reason I was, the whole reason I picked up Haruhi last month was because um i saw two or three like unrelated people on the timeline tweet about their favorite christmas movie being the disappearance of haruhi suzumiya um and so i wanted to i wanted to watch the show so that i could watch the movie in part i watched a bunch of it many 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 years ago and it, i don't think i finished it unique that song is great that song's great. Yeah. That dance is good. That dance is so good. That dance is in League of Legends. Is it, I bet it's in Fortnite. Look at Fortnite dances. Fortnite dances. Oh, here's a YouTube video yeah. all from dances. All right. Here we go. I don't know if we're going to watch all 11 minutes of this, but we're going to watch it. Groove jam. This is just what the whole video is gonna be. Yeah. Some soft music. Do you recognize this dance, the groove jam? No. Do you wanna edit this music in under the Probably. I'll edit this podcast. You're gonna edit this? Yeah. Alright. Do we have timestamps? No. Check the description. Oh, we have names, but not timestamps. And they're not even in the right order. This is the Electro Shuffle. Do you reckon it? I've seen the Electro Shuffle. I couldn't tell you what it's called. 
But I, I've definitely seen this in a music video. Pretty sure by a black artist. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? That's the one from... That's... We're watching Fresh now. What is this? I know this. This is from the Fresh Prince. Right, yeah. Because this is... This is the Carlton one. Yeah. That, like, I think he, like, filed a lawsuit against them for this. I would, too. Floss. The floss. Okay, classic. Robot. The robot. Okay, We yeah. don't need 25 seconds of each one. Yeah. Disco, Disco Fever. dance. This is almost certainly taken from Saturday Night <clears throat> Fever. Probably. Um, which Saturday Night Fever is already appropriating, like, black music and black I do dances. like this, like, skeleton guy. This skeleton guy is pretty neat. This is like this Netflix. This Phoebe Bridgers looking motherfucker. This is Netflix Sans Undertale. <laughs> uh, Flapper. This is just supposed to be, like, 1920s dance or whatever. Just put your hand. This in. is almost certainly a black dance too, but you know, this is this is from the, is this from the this is from the drop it like it's hot video. This is Snoop Dogg, right? Yeah, I had to briefly remember if this is from the drop it like it's hot video. Because I've seen the... this GIF of, of Snoop Dogg doing this, yes. pasted into videos and stuff. I was briefly trying to remember if this was from the drop it like it's hot video or the ride and dirty music video. Um. Uh, this this is a white person dance. Yep. <laughs> it's the squat kick. Um. Uh. Hoot nanny. Hoot nanny. Okay, that's a Destiny character doing that one. Oh, is this a, like a fake thriller? Yeah, yeah. I it's think basically this, thriller. It's ba they do the thriller without doing like having to take steps. Yeah, yeah. You know. It's like it's like a Frankenstein monster enemy in, trapped in a damage animation cycle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that the, oh, the, the kick one. The kick one. The kick, and you do your hand. Yeah. I. This is definitely stolen from. Seeing black it from front on completely like robs it of its like yeah image. Like you can't see what the foot is doing. Guitar. Guitar. <laughs> Just. 30 seconds of each one. I've seen this one, too. Yeah, I've definitely seen I this one. I feel like this is the it. most, like... Orange Justice, one. for people who... This is the one that I see people recreating in TikToks and stuff. Yes. I'm just... I'm still kind of looking for the Harvey dance. Oh, this is the... <laughs> what, is, what is this? It's Best Mates in the... What is this? I've seen this. Is it the video of the guy who's running? It's a video of that guy who's running, yeah. For some reason I had it mixed up with Kermit the Frog in my head. Here's a horse. This is a ride the pony one. Like this is this feels like something that's just like old. Uh, There's John dancing. Wick doing a, a <laughs> doing a jig. Oh, his legs are moving in a weird way because they're so tiny. We haven't seen any of the John Wick movies, either of us. Yeah, that's true. Here's just a guy holding his balls and doing an L doing at you. Doing some kicks. Doing some kicks. We've done so much visual content. This is the Here's worm. This is the worm. This is also this stolen is the from worm. black culture. You know what the worm is. 
This is definitely not a white people dance. This is definitely, this is the wiggle. We have done such a visual <laughs> episode of this podcast. We are miserable at this. Okay, that's, I don't know if we want to look at that anymore. <laughs> uh, break dance? Just a break dance. Is it, though? Oh, this is the music I know. Yeah. This is called Dance Moves. Yeah, this is just called Dance Moves. Oh, that's okay. All. Let me let me just actually search. There's no way. Fortnite Haruhi. I don't think. Oh, it's just like they were teasing some new dance and someone got oh, excited okay. for it. Is this going to be the Haruhi dance? No, but what I can show you is... Yeah, I gotta see the League of Legends Haruhi dance. It's the Twink. The Twink Indiana Jones character. Yep, there it is. Yep, there it is. This is the old model. He's ugly as shit. <laughs> Back when, like, character models had, like, big hands and feet, because they were still trying to do... Because they were still doing Warcraft 3. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you should you should get that. Like, I, I feel like there's a very easy you versus the girl that she told you not to worry about. Oh, uh, the new Ezreal model has, like... Let me see. Let me see. It looked like they had like a real deep V on on the new one, on one of these skins. But they really up the slut quotient on Israel. Who wouldn't? I have some. Uh, I I saved this part of the boy's life scan for uh, podcast art. Oh, thank you. Do you want to like stop? <laughs> Um, I'm gonna refresh, see if we got any email questions. Uh, I'm gonna go to the Discord, see if we got any Discord questions. Alright, yeah, we can stop. Um, I'm looking at Gideon the Ninth fan art now. I should, I should briefly, have you, uh, real quick. Yeah. What books have you read recently? I have read. I just read this list on journal. I'm reading Sleep in a Sea of Stars. I read X-Wing Rogue Squadron. I read mm -hmm. Light of the Jedi. I'm reading Wedge's Gamble. Uh, I need to add Aragon to this because I'm also reading Aragon currently. Mm -hmm. um, I read Magic for Liars. is a very good book. Um, I read Light of the Jedi, which is not the worst book I've ever read, but among them. Um, maybe the worst book I've ever finished. Red Air the Empire, really liked it. Not going to talk about that because we are going to cover it on a podcast at some point in the future. And you'll probably reread it for that anyway. I'm probably going to reread it for that. that's like several months from now. I feel like this is missing some stuff. Anyway, I just reread The Way of Kings because I want to read Rhythm of War, but I was like, it's been a year since I've read all this and there's a, like a lot of lore stuff and like shit posts that our friends do that i don't always understand see i just jumped into oathbringer i did not reread I, I it's also it is not a big deal to me at all to reread stuff 
I tried mm-hmm. reading Harold the Ninth, and I had to quit because I, I we did a, we did a whole podcast about Gideon, and I was like, oh, I liked it, but I had a lot of problems. And then Harold the Ninth, I just started it. I was like, I don't have it in me to like get through my problems. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, Olivia and I are going to record a podcast about that tomorrow. Yeah, I'm excited. I I am excited to hear like people who like the book talk about it. You know. I was gonna I was gonna try and read it pretty hastily to like um try and be on that episode and then when I didn't like it I was like, well no, I'll just have it'll be a better podcast if it's just you two liking that book well, rather you, than me being kind of dour. What you should do is you should read a synopsis and then send an email. Huh? Why are you biting my hand? That's what I do. You put your hand in front of me, I chomp it. We're on the podcast. I kinda of forgot we were on the podcast. <laughs> we're recording. I just, I see your hand and I chomp it. You see what I have to put up with, everybody? Pennies a day, you can feed this small cat. <laughs> so that she won't eat my hand. <laughs> Nora, where can people find you online? Suffering. You can find me on Twitter at NeitherNora. You find stuff I do at NoraBlake.online. You can find me on Twitter at Autumnal underscore coffee. And you can find... The Patreon at exportaud.io. You can find this podcast at exportaud.io slash exportaudio. You can find hot singles at exportaud.io slash hot singles. They know all this stuff. They know all this stuff. How do you how do you get is it exportaud.io slash champions to get to We Are the Champions? You set it up. I don't remember. You can go to at Terra Tips on Twitter. Just try exportaud.io and just any English language word you can think of. See what happens. And any that you can't think of, too. Yeah. Bye. We'll see you in episode 120.